The story of the Bible is that our fellowship with God, which was lost in the beginning, is being restored through the ministry of Christ. And as Christians, we believe that we can get to know the one true living God through the pages of his word. In today's episode, we're going to be jumping right into Acts chapter 21. Because why not? Hi guys, welcome back to the Why Not Podcast with me, Connor JC. I hope that you had a beautiful weekend. I preached on Sunday. God was very kind to me. I was up like Saturday night, early Sunday morning, still getting it done. I was still writing stuff before I went up and spoke. But, you know, the amazing thing is that God's word speaks for itself and that preachers, etc. It's not about them. It's not about me. And that's super comforting and it's super encouraging. And I think that's a good lesson in terms of evangelism as well. You know, the message that we have, the truth that is in the Bible, is in the Bible. It doesn't originate with us. And therefore, we can have full confidence in being able to share this message. It's not something that's dependent on us. It's something that we get to experience and know in something that, as Christians, we just, yeah, have the privilege of being able to share with the world. So, yeah. Just thought I'd start off with that, just because why not? Anyway, I hope that you guys have had a great weekend. I am tired in like so many different ways, but it's it's a good tide, you know, it's a good tide. But anyway, today we're jumping into Acts chapter 21, so let's jump right in. And when we had parted from them and set sail, we came by a straight course to Koz, and the next day to Rhodes, and from there to Patara. And having found a ship crossing to Phoenicia, we went aboard and set sail. When we had come in sight of Cyprus, leaving it on the left, we sailed to Syria and landed at Tara, for there the ship was to unload its cargo. And having sought out the disciples, we stayed there for seven days. And through the Spirit, they were telling Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. When our days there were ended, we departed and went on our journey. And they all, with wives and children, accompanied us until we were outside the city. And kneeling down on the beach, we prayed and said farewell to one another. Then we went on board the ship, and they returned home. When we had finished the voyage from Tara, we arrived at Ptolemais, and we greeted the brothers and stayed with them for one day. On the next day, we departed and came to Caesarea, and we entered the house of Philip the Evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. While we were staying for many days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea, and coming to us, he took Paul's belt and bound his own feet and hands and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, This is how the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there urged him not to go to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, what are you doing, weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be imprisoned, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And since he would not be persuaded, we ceased and said, Let the will of the Lord be done. After these days we got ready and went up to Jerusalem, and some of the disciples from Caesarea went with us, bringing us to the house of Nason of Cyprus, an early disciple with whom we should lodge. When we had come to Jerusalem, the brothers received us gladly. On the following day, Paul went in with us to James, and all the elders were present. After greeting them, he related one by one the things that God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. And when they heard it, they glorified God. And they said to him, 
You see, brother, how many thousands there are among the Jews of those who have believed. They are all zealous for the law, and they have been told about you that you teach all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children or walk according to our customs. What then is to be done? They will certainly hear that you have come. Do therefore what we tell you. We have four men who are under a vow. Take these men and purify yourself along with them and pay their expenses, so that they may shave their heads. Thus all will know that there is nothing in what they have been told about you, but that you yourself also live in observance of the law. But as for the Gentiles who have believed, we have sent a letter with our judgment that they should abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols, and from blood, and from what has been strangled, and from sexual immorality. Then Paul took the men, and the next day he purified himself along with them and went into the temple, giving notice when the days of purification would be fulfilled, and the offering presented for each one of them. When the seven days were almost completed, the Jews from Asia, seeing him in the temple, stirred up the whole crowd and laid hands on him, crying out, Men of Israel, help! This is the man who is teaching everyone everywhere against the people and the law in this place. Moreover, he even brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place. For they had previously seen Trophimus, the Ephesian, with him in the city, and they supposed that Paul had brought him into the temple. Then all the city was stirred up, and the people ran together. They seized Paul and dragged him out of the temple, and at once the gates were shut. And as they were seeking to kill him, word came to the tribune of the cohort that all Jerusalem was in confusion. He at once took soldiers and centurions and ran down to them. And when they saw the tribune and the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. Then the tribune came up and arrested him and ordered him to be bound with two chains. He inquired who he was and what he had done. Some in the crowd were shouting one thing, some another, and as he could not learn the facts because of the uproar, he ordered him to be brought into the barracks. And when he came to the steps, he was actually carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the crowd, for the mob of the people followed, crying out, Away with him! As Paul was about to be brought into the barracks, he said to the tribune, May I say something to you? And he said, Do you know Greek? Are you not the Egyptian then who recently stirred up a revolt and led the 4,000 men of the assassins out into the wilderness? Paul replied, I am a Jew from Tarsus in Sicilia, a citizen of no obscure city. I beg you, permit me to speak to the people. And when he had given him permission, Paul, standing on the steps, motioned with his hand to the people. And when there was a great hush, he addressed them in the Hebrew language, saying, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> That's where this chapter ends. Man, what? <laughs> Luke's tripping. I mean, actually, I guess Luke didn't organise this book in this way. So, yeah, but because we're just doing chapters, this this is a very interesting place to finish the chapter. A little bit of a uh, dot, dot, dot moment. But, yeah, well, amen. There we go. That was... Acts chapter 21. So we have Paul going to Jerusalem, even though he's just received a prophecy that he's probably going to die there. He goes anyway. He meets up with James, but you know, the Jews hear that he is there and want to kill him because they think that he's going against all of the law. They think that he's defiled the temple. And you know, there was that part in Daniel that talked about the abomination of desolation where the temple would be defiled and there's a little like kind of glimmer of the the outrage that they'd have right now of this gentile being able to go into the temple but obviously like from what we can see here it doesn't seem like paul did that 
but yeah, just a mob of people with their own kind of opinion are trying to kill this man. So much so that when the tribune, etc. come, he's carried by soldiers above the crowd so that he's able to get through them. They're just crazy. That mob mentality. So, that's so prevalent even today. Even today. Anyway, I feel like I'm really getting off track here. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm really excited to see what uh, Paul has to say to all of these people. But what I find just really amazing is, is is Paul's kind of attitude toward the calling that he has been given. You know, he's saying that I am not like only ready to be imprisoned, but I'm ready to die for the Lord Jesus. He's willing to die for the truth of the gospel. And eventually he does. And so do many others. It just really puts things in perspective. It's easy to think 2,000 years on that the Bible's full of empty truth, but it really isn't. It's not. People have died for this truth. People will continue to die for this truth, and not to be morbid, but we too as Christians should be willing to be able to sacrifice it all for Jesus. Anyway, uh, tomorrow we're going to be jumping into Acts chapter 22. So until then, goodbye, God bless, and I'll see you in the next one.